I don't know if there were uh, many of you who grew up eating dried prunes. If you're a boomer, maybe, but you millennials and Gen Z, most of you missed out on that delicacy. My mom, she made sure that dried prunes were a regular part of our diet. And back when I was a kid, dried prunes were served at summer kids camp. We served them at camp because they kept you regular. My mom served them because they were full of fiber and antioxidants linked to the reducing uh, your risk for quite a list of chronic diseases. But you know, the consumption of dried prunes kind of has fell out of favor. I think mostly because they're ugly, right? They're wrinkled, they're shriveled, they're black and blue in color. People think they're gross. Okay, why am I talking about prunes? Well, to ask you the question, have you ever had a dried prune kind of day? A dried prune kind of life. Uh, you, you know, the thing about a dried prune is you can take it, you can squish it, you can hammer it, you can put it on the floor, I can stomp on it, and, but it just looks bad, whatever you do. You can't do anything to make it look any worse. And, and sometimes you and me, we, we have days where we feel like dried up, shriveled prunes. Maybe you're having those kind of feelings where life is feeling like it's shriveling up, it's feeling a little bit dark, it's, it's feeling like it's not working. It's when you get to that point where, where things are just shriveled up, where, where things are going from bad to worse, and we just need a fresh start. We need the miracle of a fresh start where, where God takes up our dried up, exhausted lives and breathes new life into them. King David, who wrote uh, many of the psalms of worship and prayer we find in the Bible, he, he wrote this. God gives a fresh start to those who are ready to quit. Uh, I've been reading the psalms. Uh, I'm going to hang, hang out in them all summer. They're really awesome. And if you need a psalm in particular to read, maybe today go to Psalm 145. It is awesome. So today... As we continue in the Jesus Miracle series we're in, we're, we're going to look at the miracle of a fresh start. And we'll be looking at the story of blind Bartimaeus who regained his sight and got a fresh start on life because of Jesus. So let's just leap into the story. You can read it for yourself in Mark chapter 10, but let me just give you kind of my take on the story. One day, Jesus was walking through a, a town by the name of Jericho. He, he was on his way to Jerusalem, the, the capital city. And uh, everybody heard that he was walking through, so they decided, hey, we're going to see Jesus. And crowds, li crowds lined the streets. Uh, they're watching Jesus walk by. And one guy in the crowd, a guy by the name of Bartimaeus, uh, a guy who was blind, he hears that Jesus is walking by and he calls out Jesus' name. He needed help. Bartimaeus was blind, and in that culture, in that society, it meant he couldn't work, he couldn't read, he couldn't write. There were no uh, seeing-eye dogs in that society, no braille. So he was reduced to begging. He, he was living life depending on the pity of others. It was a pretty miserable life in many ways. When Jesus walked by, Bartimaeus realizes that there's an opportunity here. So he cries out and Jesus does a miracle in his life. You know, we read at the beginning, Bartimaeus was sitting beside the road. This was not the life he had chosen for himself. It was not the life he wanted. This, it was a life, in fact, his very life was just draining out of him. He was living a dried prune kind of life. 
But by the end of the story, we, we read that Bartimaeus was following Jesus along the road. He went from sitting helplessly on the side of the road to following Jesus along the road. It is an awesome change that is made possible by a fresh start with Jesus. You see, for most of his life, Bartimaeus was sidelined. He, he was stuck on the side of the road. And, you know, I, I think many of us feel the same way from time to time, you know, stuck, sidelined. And, and certainly even more so during these days of COVID-19 and fluctuating oil prices and flood recovery. What's in your life that makes you feel sidelined and maybe a bit dried up and exhausted? Hey, we can feel sidelined when someone disappoints us, when somebody you trusted disappoints you and you feel like you've been betrayed. And you just feel like you've been left on the side of the road and you feel like, how do I, how do I get back into life? Maybe it's a job, a job that you expected would come through to you, that you deserve to have, but someone else got it and now you're stuck there. It's not happening and you've been sidelined. We feel sidelined by life when things don't work out as we expect. I mean, has that ever happened to you? We, we get sidelined by an uncertain future. Uh, some of us uh, just are feeling that right now, right? We, we get sidelined by an unexpected circumstance. We, we get sidelined by even a word of discouragement that someone says to us. A, a lot of things in life can cause you to feel this way. And, and if you feel this way, you're just feeling a lot like Bartimaeus did. The question is, how can you get a fresh start? And how can you just get off of the sidelines and back onto the road? So what we're going to look, do today is we're going to look at five choices that Bartimaeus made that allowed him to experience the fresh start that Jesus wanted to give him. Now, these five things are not original to me. We're going to use the acronym START to do this. I'm not always an acronym guy. Acronyms were popular back in the day, you know, a generation ago in preaching, but not so much now. But we'll stick with it. I've, I've grabbed it from Tom Holliday, a, a preaching pastor at Saddleback Church in Southern California. So if you're looking for a major fresh start in life or even just kind of a day-by-day -day fresh start, here are some things that Bartimaeus did that enabled him to have a fresh start that you would do well to follow, that you and me should consider. Number one, seize the moment. In other words, you do it now. You seize the moment. You, you realize that when it comes to the fresh start that God wants to give you, now is the time. The moment is now. Bartimaeus had this moment in his life. I, I mean, he had no idea that Jesus was about to pass by that day. But as he heard that it was happening, um, he hadn't planned for it. He hadn't prepared for it to happen. He, he wasn't thinking it was about to happen. But when it happened, when the opportunity arose, he seized the moment without fear, without excuses. Let's look at what Mark writes. As Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. You see it there? He sees the moment. He's sitting on the side of the road begging. He's not where he wants to be in life. And Jesus comes by. Bartimaeus thinks, I I'm never going to get a chance like this again. And he goes for it. He, he takes advantage of it. It is a now seize the opportunity moment in his life. Friends, 
you too. You gotta be open to these moments when they come our way. Well, when God turns up and he's walking in front of us, it might be in the middle of a message like this or, or a friend might have a word from God for you. You might just sense personally the prod, the whisper of God and the moment is now. Okay, well, we're gonna move quickly through these five. So number two, tame your fear. You gotta tame your fear, why? Because we're human. We all face fears. Because, hey, seizing the moment when all of a sudden you see it there before you, it's going to cause some fear that, yeah. So you tame that fear. Maybe you don't eliminate that fear, but you choose not to let it control you. Because fear has the ability to paralyze our decisions. You, you know that, right? It can keep you from launching out. There are a lot of fears we face, right? Probably the greatest one of all is the one that Bartimaeus faced. Uh, we face the fear of the disapproval of other people, a rejection of other people. That's what Bartimaeus was particularly dealing with. But watch Bartimaeus as he's the one who calls out in the crowd, son of David, Jesus, stop, have mercy on me. Because he knew Jesus was his only chance and he was desperate. Forget what everybody else thinks, I'm going for it. So he cries out and look at what the people say to him. Many of the people scolded him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted even the more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. He cries out, everybody says, don't make a scene, Bartimaeus. Don't humiliate yourself and embarrass yourself. Jesus doesn't have time for you. Jesus won't be interested in someone like you. He, he's got more important things to do. But Bartimaeus, I love it. He busts through any fear he would have of the people and he just goes for it. Here's the question. When it comes to facing your fear, taming your fear, whose disapproval do you fear the most? Well, whatever name just popped in your mind, that, that person has the potential to be your God. You begin to live your life for their approval. You, you begin to live your life for what they want to have happen. Now, when we uh, talk about worrying about other people's approval, uh, what we're really talking about is codependency. The Bible actually calls it a disability. This is how serious it is. King Solomon, writing God-inspired words of wisdom, said, the fear of human opinion disables you. Trusting in God protects you from that. So do you see how you get free from other people's opinions, the fear of other people's opinions? You trust God. You put God first. You, you cultivate a deep, personal relationship with Jesus where, where you walk and talk with him and you listen for his opinion. You trust his opinion. You let God's opinion drive you, not people's. Let's look at the third thing that Bartimaeus did. You listen for Jesus. For you to experience a miracle, you, you've got to know that this is something that Jesus actually wants to do for you. You have to hear this from Jesus, that he's calling you, that he has something for you. You know, there have been times in my prayer life when, when God has given me a word or a strong impression about what he wants to do in my life or so often in the life of someone else. And when I have this sense, this is what Jesus wants to do. Then I pray with passion and watch for the miracle. It could be for myself, but uh, often Jesus speaks these words about other people. And you pray with confidence. You pray what you heard God speak to you. 
It kind of went the same way with uh, Jesus and his father. We see this in these words recorded by the Apostle John. So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He only does what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. You see, the miracle is not just something I want to see happen. The miracle is something that God wants to do. So when you're praying, you got to listen and get in on and hear what is it that God wants to do? What is God saying to you about what you're seeking him for? Okay, watch now what happens between Jesus and Bartimaeus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Friends, if you develop a personal, intimate relationship with Jesus, where you read the Bible, and I would encourage especially the New Testament, you read it as often as you can, and as you read, you, you listen for Jesus to speak to you through the Bible, and then you listen for him to speak to you throughout your day. In this two-way conversation with Jesus, do not be surprised if he asks you, what do you want me to do? Or he might tell you, this is what I want to do. Listen to Jesus. Get into a two-way conversation with him. Let him know uh, what you're looking for, and then listen as he responds. Listen for him as he speaks back to you. And then a fourth thing, you just receive. You receive God's grace. You receive what God wants to give you. You receive the gift, the grace that God has for you. We read, and Jesus said to him, Bartimaeus, go, for your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see, and, and he followed Jesus along the road. He received the gift, the miracle of new sight, and it got him off of the sidelines, and it got him back on the road. It was the gift of a fresh start. It was a gift of grace. Now, because of the times we're in right now, many of you are facing some incredibly difficult circumstances. Even without these crazy days that we're in the middle of, many of you are facing some big hurts in life right now. And so you're down, you're discouraged. You don't know where to go. You, you don't know where to turn sometimes. You'd like to get out of feeling this way. You just can't seem to get out of feeling this way. You need God's gift of a fresh start. Regardless of the circumstances, regardless of what someone else has done to you or said about you, or even what you have done or said, you need God's gift of a fresh start. And friends, he wants to give it to you. So open yourself up and say, yes, Lord Jesus, I receive your gift of grace. I receive what you want to do in my life. I receive that healing. I receive that gift of a fresh start. Now, once you decide, I'm going to receive this gift of God's grace. I'm going to get back on the road. There's one more thing we see Bartimaeus doing. Number five, take the next step. Okay. Well, what's the next step for you? Think about that. It's whatever God's told you to do, but you haven't done it yet. For some of you, it's baptism. God wants you to go public with your faith. And as you know, uh, with our relaunch into public services on August 30th, we're doing a baptism service. So some of you need to sign up for that. For some of you, it might mean coming out to a small group or, or men's breakfast. Guys, we're at the fish place Saturdays at 8, 6 at a table. We're following the rules. We had a wing night this past week. It was awesome. Maybe a next step is just to say yes to volunteering. 
As we relaunch on August 30th, we need volunteers. We, we need those of you who were volunteers to come back, and we need more of you. For children's ministry especially, but we see, need some video and audio tech types and connection types and all sorts, right? Don't wait until the end of the summer. Pull the trigger today, right now. Let us know what next step you want to take. Message us and we'll help you. Today is the day to make a decision. You need to take a next step. Bartimaeus took that next step. We read he regained his sight and he began following Jesus down the road. He went from sitting beside the road to following Jesus down the road, but that only happened as he took the next step. So, two different lives, two options. Which one do you want to describe your life? Which of these two lifestyles do you think is the more fulfilling? Sitting on the side of the road or following Jesus along the road? Which of these two ways of living do you think has more joy, more satisfaction, more meaning, sitting on the side of the road or following Jesus along the road? This is the day to decide. I want to get on the road or I want to get back on the road. The truth of the matter is, Jesus is passing by right now. Right now, he's passing by you. Will you seize the moment and as you do, will you listen to Jesus and figure out what your next step is going to be? The question is, what is Jesus asking you to do? How can you serve? Who can you serve? Hey, does your life need just a bit of a fresh start? We all do sometimes, even at a small level. It's something that I, I check in with God almost every day on. Well, from Bartimaeus, we learn five things that we can do Seize the moment, tame your fear, listen, listen for Jesus, receive God's grace, his gift, his miracle, and take the next step. You, you gotta take the next step. So would you bow with me for a time of prayer and follow along with me in this prayer and kind of make this prayer your own prayer. Uh, pray with me as you pray to Jesus. Father God, today I turn to you in a new way. Give me a fresh start. Give me a fresh start in this area of my life. And maybe there's an area that God's speaking to you about right now. So just, just ask him to give you a fresh start in that area or just say, God, give me a fresh start, period. And, and fill me with a fresh filling of your Holy Spirit that tames my fears. Fill me with your spirit so that I can hear Jesus today. I commit to receiving the gift, the grace, the miracle you have for me, the miracle of a fresh start. And as I do, I will take that next step. Speak to me, Lord, about that next step. And as you speak, I will say yes. I pray all this and make this commitment in the transforming name of Jesus. Amen. Let me just close with this word from James, the brother of Jesus. He writes, my brothers and sisters, if people say they have faith but do nothing, their faith is worth nothing. You gotta take the next step. So my question is, what is the next step you're going to take? Because just like he did with Bartimaeus, Jesus is passing by. So the challenge right now, even right at this moment, is to seize the moment as you look to Jesus to speak to you and then take the next step. God bless. 
as you take that next step, even this week. There you go.